Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Streaming live. From the Northington Energy Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, it's the Extreme Trucker Show with your host, Rich Miller. Brought to you by Napa Filters, quality filters for all your needs. Motel 6, lowest price of any national chain. Highway Health Magazine, we have your health and wellness at heart. Northington Energy's Diesel Boost Plus, the energy drink for diesel trucks. And Kit Kat, have a break, have a Kit Kat. Now, your host, Rich Miller. Good evening and welcome aboard the Extreme Trucker Show. Tonight is February, I'm sorry, February 5th, 2015. I am your host, Lisa Catherine, and we are live from the Northington Energy Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Once again, I would like to thank VXI Corporation. I'm very comfortably broadcasting the show using the VXI Blue Parrot Headset. Thank you, VXI, for such a great product. VXI Blue Parrot Headset, the number one Bluetooth headset with truckers everywhere. Thanks for joining us tonight for part one of our Made in America series. Made in America, those are some pretty powerful words. They have become synonymous with quality. When you see a label that says Made in America or Built in America or Product of the USA, you know you are getting the very highest of standards. Tonight we welcome on the show Josh Miller, star of Made in the USA, the 30-day journey documentary available on iTunes. This documentary follows Josh on his 30-day journey to see if he can survive on American-made products. Joining Josh is the producer of the documentary, Ron Newcomb. Together, they are here to share their adventure. Josh stays with us as we move on and highlight two companies who produce products made in the USA. First up are truckers Debbie and Jeff Zayer, owners of 16-Ton Industries and inventors of Cubby Buddy. That's right, not only do they invent great American products for truckers, they are truckers themselves. Debbie and Jeff Zayer will share with us why buying made-in-America products are so important to the trucking industry and our economy as a whole. Their motto, making trucking easier, one American-made product at a time. Our next guest is John Henrys with Diesel Boost Plus. John joins us to discuss why Diesel Boost Plus is the additive for the independent operator and the fleet owners alike sustainable green and homegrown right here in the usa from bottles to labels to caps it's all 100 percent american made tune in and see why northington energy diesel boost plus is right for you diesel boost plus the energy drink for diesel trucks as always we like to end our show with our musical guest tonight we welcome native nashville's own jason mccoy of the band the road hammers here to share two of their original songs, Mud and Hillbilly Highway. Tune in and enjoy the conversation. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and listen to the archive or live shows on your iPhone, iPad, or Android at extremetruckers.us backslash mobile, anywhere, anytime. We'll be back in just a moment. You are listening to the Extreme Truckers Show, broadcasting live with the VXI Blue Parrot Headset, the number one Blue Parrot Headset with truckers everywhere. Tonight's show is brought to you by Fusion Health, healthy sleep, healthy future. 
fast cargo, driving great carriers, and Rudolph Foods. Nobody makes better tasting pork rinds. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to the Extreme Truckers Show. When trucking companies are recruiting, where do they go? To the Extreme Trucker Show, where our recruiting specialists give you the edge for all the best employment opportunities. Tonight's featured carrier is Averitt Express. Are you just starting your truck driving career or looking to take it to the next level? Then join the team of Averitt Express Drivers, where more than 800-plus associates have called home for more than 20 years. Call 888-967-5487 or visit AverittCareers.com. CDLA holders needing training. Apply online to AverittCareers.com. And remember to tell them you heard it live on the Extreme Trucker Show. back and I want to welcome on the show Josh Miller. Hey Josh, are you there? Yes, yes. How's it going? Good. How are you this evening? Oh, uh busy as ever. I got a had a new uh new baby girl went away our first uh first edition, so it's been kind of a wild time here the past uh week or so. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I wanted to congratulate you on that. That's a that's a super Super big deal to have happened in your life. Uh, it's forever going to change. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, oh yes. I, I'm already realizing that. <laughs> well, it's a great thing. What, what's your, what's your daughter's name? Uh, Kennedy Grace Miller. Oh, so how pretty. Yeah, my oh. wife came up with that, so I I had to go with it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely true, especially after she, you know, just gave birth and all. <laughs> yeah, you don't I want to argue give her that courtesy. <laughs> Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, listen, um, we're uh, still trying to locate Ron. We're, 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 he's supposed to be calling in here any minute, so uh, hopefully he okay. will and he'll, he'll join you. But um, really wanted to talk okay. to you a little bit about, about your documentary first. Um, I want to uh, tell you I appreciate you coming on the show, and um, you know, you're going to stick with me here for a little bit and kind of talk to our, uh, our spotlight uh, product, spotlight uh, Made in America products, um, too. Mm-hmm. So. I uh, wanted to give you a few minutes to just tell us a little bit about the documentary and um you know why did you make this documentary what what you know what was the uh the catalyst that what, kind of well, brought you to this point well um there was a plant closure in my hometown of Ravenswood West Virginia um Century Aluminum and uh over 650 people lost their jobs um included in that was my father-in-law and uh you know this was a uh, major, major manufacturing facility uh, for aluminum, and it was it was huge to our town. And you know, as I've always been a, a big uh, political guy, and I've always been a fan of manufacturing. And you know, when that plant shut down, I started realizing, you know, these manufacturing jobs, these well-paying, sustainable jobs, are extremely important to our future. And once that, when that plant shut down in my hometown, you could just kind of see the domino effect happen in that town. You know, when we got three to five thousand people as our as our population base, and you pull that type of money out of a community, you like I said, you see the domino effect. You start seeing small businesses shut down, 
um, the small mom and pop shops shut down. Um, right. I'll tell you what, in, in, in the long run, even we even had a big loss in Ravenswood that shut down. So you know, when big loss shuts down, <laughs> that it's really it's 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 really bad. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it is bad. You know, yeah. So uh, it's when I, I called up my my business partner who's about to come on here. Um, hopefully he does, uh, Ron Newcomb. And I said, what do you think about me traveling across the country for 30 days, living off products only made in America? Because I made that connection. I said, this is something that, that people need to hear. And I don't think that they, I'm not saying they don't understand it, but it, it doesn't, you know, sit in your head all the time. You're not thinking, oh, well, I always got to support American made. It's not something that, I mean, you'll have the waves of the American made movement. You know, when times are bad, it seems like the, the Made in America movement kind of reaches its peak, and when things get better, people forget about it. But I right. said, listen, I, I, I want to make a statement with this film, and I want to show people that we need to pay attention to this at all times because economic security, which is what buying American-made supplies, you know, that, that supplies economic security for our country. And to me, that's just as important as our physical security as a nation. And we spend trillions of dollars you know, protecting that every year, you know, that's right. something that we should start thinking about because economic security is just as important. So, you know, allowing people to put food on the table for their families. And, you know, it seems that the economy is improving, but I'm still not convinced um, that we're where we need to be because I don't think that our manufacturing sector is where it needs to be because we're still offshoring to China and places right. like that. And it's just very frustrating to me. But anyways, well, there's so many industries w- that have, so many industries have left. You know, I mean, it, you look at uh, yeah. North and South Carolina and the, the furniture industry. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those places yeah. are, you know, like a ghost town now. You know, some it, of those it are- is, and it's it's terrible. And uh, that's, I, I'm afraid that if we don't understand what's happening to us, it's going to be too late. And mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I always think that, you know. America still has that chance to, to turn the tide and refocus our uh, vision on, an, on a manu- national manufacturing plant. And I, I think that we can really do that if we elect the right people. And, you know, I've always been the guy, I don't care if it's a Democrat or Republican, I care about results. And I think that right. a lot of Americans are starting to feel that way. Now, I know everybody has their, you know, their thoughts and opinions on things, but I think as bad as things have gotten, I really think that people are more focused on results now, and we really need people in office and say, okay, this is enough. We're going to do whatever we can to start bringing these sustainable, long-term jobs back to our country. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of people that we need in office right now. Uh, you, yeah, that's that's the problem. You know, um, there just seems to be a kind of lackadaisical attitude towards it, and, and they're they're letting things just drift away. and. And I know that there's, um, you know, reasons behind a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the trade and the, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's always going. You need a world economy that that's never going to stop, and we want a world economy. But we also want to take care of our own and our own um, businesses and our our own economy too. So, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for, you know, yeah. just going out and buying a few things. You know, you don't have to be 110 percent made in America, as you found out. It's kind of difficult, right? <laughs> Yes, even even the Made in USA guys, they call me. I I 100% agree. But you know, here's you're you're right, and I and I've said this in a lot of my. I was 
on an interview with Yahoo News and CNN. This is a world economy. It's a global economy. We're not going to shake that. It's just it's the way it's going to be. But we need to put policies in place that allow ourselves to uh, to outcompete the world. I mean, this is a competition, whether we like it or not. I mean, I, I don't like to look at it as a game, but you know, business is a game in a way, and your job is to outcompete your fellow businessman, you know, and you got to grow your business. But I want to see that happen here in America. And I believe in American workers and the quality and the skills that they have to produce the best products in the world. What's happening right now, though, is that we have become a disposable economy. We Mm -hmm. just say, all right, throw it away, buy another thing, throw it away, buy another thing. You know, 50 or 60 years ago, it was instead of buying something once or twice a year, you know, you bought something and it lasted for 10 or 12 years, but that's not the way the system is set up now. You know, you got stockholders and fiduciary responsibilities to investors. Right. And, you know, it's it's just, it's a while. The mom and pop days seem like they're over, but I, yeah. I don't think so just yet. I think people are going to wake up and say, hey, and excuse my language, but at the end of the day, we're screwing ourselves when we're doing this, this type of stuff and in supporting a lot of these countries that, you know, can go, th- that actually literally, I-, I hate to use this term, but it's almost like modern-day slavery in some different parts of the world. And oh, we allow brilliant. those products to, Yeah, and we allow those products to come into our country, but they would be illegal to make here. And that's what I just don't understand. That's what baffles me. But, you know, right. it, that's the system that we have set up now. And it's really frustrating to me because it hurts the American worker and it hurts the American manufacturer, and it, it encourages them to go offshore. I mean, that's what that's what business practices teach now. I mean, they actually encourage people to say, you can open up a comp- company here, but keep your manufacturing facility in China. And that just that irritates me more than anything. And I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm trying to turn that tide and show people we can do it all if we, if we want to. When you were making the documentary, did you um... – so, you know, you, you, you talked to a lot of people. Um, you know, what was the best interview that you did? What was the most uh, interesting interview that you did on the documentary? Time and time again, I've been asked this question, and it, it, it never changes. Um, I enjoyed, I mean, I had a lot of great interviews, but I enjoyed the interview with Michael Arrington of Connects Toys and the Rodon Group. Okay. Because, <laughs> yep. I mean, he was very knowledgeable of, of the toy industry and the plastic <laughs> injection molding industry. And he just, he, he really understands the logistics and what it needs, what needs to happen to, to bring jobs like that back here, you know, more of them. And also at the same time, you know, the kid come out and me and I, I, I got to play with toys and I got to go around the facility and it was just a, it was a wonderful experience. And, you know, Michael Arrington is a very, very intelligent individual and if i had to create a national manufacturing policy uh you know an agenda you know that guy would be on the board because he's a very smart man oh gosh that's that's uh you know that would be an interesting board wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i you know it's um it's something that needs to happen but i'll tell you what i mean just just being there and seeing those toys being made and 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 you know, like I said, the kid comes out in you. It's almost like Christmas time. You get to walk walk around and play with all that stuff. I was I was in heaven for a few hours there. <laughs> <laughs> a kid at heart, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't I can't shake it. 
Well, pretty soon you'll be able to buy those toys. Maybe not right now because she, she's a little young, but uh, you know, pretty soon. <laughs> Next Christmas. Yeah, not, yeah it'll, be, it'll be a blink of an eye, and then she'll be, uh, you know, I'm wrapped around her finger and, and swiping. Well, as long as I'm buying American Made, I'll be happy. That's as long as she's okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> well, tell me, what was the uh, what was the the, be- uh, the the biggest surprise you had for the interviews when you were well? The biggest surprise making the film? How's that? Well, um, I'll tell you something. I, I just I think that this is an interesting fact, and it doesn't doesn't. It's kind of indirect to the film, but as I was as I was traveling, I realized how hard it was to not use electronics. You know, as I was traveling. And eventually I had to cave because I had to get my business done and, and be able to operate. But here's a, here's a crazy fact. And I read this off in a book called Remaking America. And I think it, it, it was kind of run through the Alliance for American Manufacturing out of Washington, D.C. But in 2012, I think that there was over a billion, if I'm not mistaken, I have to look at the book, but over a billion cell phones made and not one single phone was made here in America. Wow. And, I mean, if you think about that, this, I mean, why can't we figure out a way to produce those here? Because you know how it is. Every year people line up for Apple iPhones and Samsung Galaxies, you know, and it, they're produced every year. Just think of, you know, think of the jobs that could be created here if we focused on making technology like that and manufacturing those things. Right, right. So that baffles me too. Some, like I said, I, I try I try my best to try to figure out what what the United States is doing, and uh, I just come to the conclusion that we don't value making things anymore. That's you know, the truth. We value, you know? Yeah, yeah, we well, value the service sector industry. Well, you got to you know step back and look at the you know um, children and, and what's going on with kids these days. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're sitting playing a lot of these uh techni- these, you know, game cubes and these handheld um, you know, all these I don't know what you really call them, but the, you know, all the games that they play. And yeah, uh, I just they're remember not so, Game Boy. Yeah, Game Boys and all those things. Well, you know, they're all they're all this technology and they're sitting on their um iPhones and they're texting and they're Instagramming and they're, you know, doing all these things. They're not going outside and building forts anymore. You know, they're not going outside and uh, tinkering, and, uh, you know, the boys aren't going out in the garage and helping their dads work on the cars. They're just not doing that as much. And it's it's changing our entire uh, generations of kids. You just don't see um, people being able to repair or fix things themselves. You know, they, everything has to be taken to, you know, a, a specialist. Or, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. And that's, so that sets up a whole different mentality um, when it comes to a toaster breaking down, you know, or, you know, your toaster breaks, well, I'm just going to throw it out. And they ex- you expect to do that. You don't expect to have your, um, you know, your the, the crazy uncle that you, you bring the toaster to and he sits there and fixes it anymore. You know, that's gone. And it's because, you know, the toasters are made to, to break and throw out and then you buy a new one and you're getting it replaced and it's a, you know, constant replacing of everything. So it's, just a, it's a throwaway society, like you said. Yeah, there's a lot of irony in it because uh, you know the, the manufacturing sector. You you know back in the day, you know my grandparents' era, you know you, you could you could have a job at the the local factory, make you know forty to sixty thousand dollars a year, you know take care right. of your family. You, you knew 
you knew how to fix things. You had time. You were treated pretty well at that time as a, as a laborer. And now is our, our uh, transition over to the service sector economy. And I know people dis- would, would disagree, but, you know, now we're in, in an era where you have to work two or three jobs uh, just to get by and, right. uh, you know, to be able to afford insurance and, and you don't know how to fix anything. And the reason that we have to have that quick fix and take things to places is because we're busting our butts working two or three jobs you know, just to get by, we don't have time to to learn those things and to learn those values, and that's kind of, uh, you know, that's the problem, in my opinion, is that we've just shifted our focal points to the service sector industry, and I'm a believer that the manufacturing industry generates service sector industry jobs, and mm-hmm. uh, once again, from that book I was reading, Remaking America, uh, one of the comments in there was, when an auto industry, when a many, let's say an auto industry plant comes into town, you can guarantee a Walmart is going to show up. But when a Walmart shows up into town, you can't guarantee that an auto industry plant is going to show up. Oh, so, so yeah, I mean, you start thinking about things like that, and you start wondering, why are we not doing something about this? You know, mm-hmm. is and in my opinion is. We just can't get past the fact that we love cheap products, and uh, it's it's going to be something. Something's got to happen, and I'm not sure yet. You know what that is, but we. I don't know if we've got to lose everything as a nation, and you know, really be at a point of despair. You know, you look at the national deficit and all the trade deficits that we have, and all the money we owe. You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen here in the future and like i said i'm not a doom and gloom guy we can right. still turn it around but we but we have to start thinking differently we have to create and innovate and manufacture again if we can't do that then i don't think things are going to get better you know anytime soon regardless of what the unemployment numbers say regardless whether you're a democrat or republican regardless whether you get taxed more or taxed less you know, whether you have more money in your pocket or not, if you're buying those foreign-made products, for the most part, you're sending money overseas. That's the truth. So. <laughs> well, listen, hey, um, we have to go to a little break. I know you're going to stay on with us, and uh, when we come back, we're going to have the, uh, the Zayers on. Uh, with uh, Hopefully, we'll have the Zayers on with um, Cubby Buddy, and we'll talk a little bit more about American-made products, okay? So just stay awesome. tuned. Thank you. You're welcome. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and listen to the archived or live shows on your iPhone, iPad, or Android at extremetruckers.us backslash mobile. Anywhere, anytime. We'll be back in just a moment. You are listening to the Extreme Trucker Show, broadcasting live with the VXI Blue Parrot headset, the number one Bluetooth headset with truckers everywhere. Time now for the Extreme Trucker Show's Healthy Tip of the Week. This tip is endorsed by the Healthy Trucking Association of America. We have your health and wellness at heart. Looking for a quick pick-me-up during the day? Prepare ahead cubed turkey, cubed cheese, any type cheddar is my favorite, and almonds. A solid handful of each will give you a great energy boost, and it is filling. Add some water, and you are good to go. Try this in place of your regular salty snack food, and you will feel the difference. This tip has been brought to you by Northern 10 Energy's Diesel Boost Plus, the Diesel Boost 
drink for your diesel truck. Tonight's episode of the Extreme Trucker Show is brought to you by Napa Filters. Quality filters for all your needs. Motel 6, lowest price of any national chain. Highway Health Magazine, we have your health and wellness at heart. Northington Energy's Diesel Boost Plus, the energy drink for diesel trucks. And Kit Kat, have a break, have a Kit Kat. Now, back to your host, Rich Miller. When trucking companies are recruiting, where do they go? To the Extreme Trucker Show, where our recruiting specialists give you the edge for all the best employment opportunities. Tonight's featured carrier is Averitt Express. Are you just starting your truck driving career or looking to take it to the next level? Then join the team of Averitt Express Drivers, where more than 800-plus associates have called home for more than 20 years. Call 888-967-5487 or visit AverittCareers.com. CDLA holders needing training. Apply online to AverittCareers.com. And remember to tell them you heard it live on the Extreme Trucker Show. Hey, we're getting low on fuel and coffee, but we'll be back on the road with more of the Extreme Trucker Show in moments. Stay with us and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We are back and we are live. We've got a couple of new guests on the show. We've got um, Josh Miller, who has actually stayed on with us, and we now have Jeff and Debbie Zayer. Hi, guys. Are you all there? All right. We are. All right. Well, how are you this evening? Not too terribly bad at all. 
Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm talking to Jeff and Debbie, and where are you guys calling from? Right now we are in California, California, and uh, but we are from Minnesota. Okay, and so so you, um, I think in the beginning you may not have heard, but I had introduced you as uh, as not only are you truckers, that is your actual full time job, but you're also um, owners of of a very interesting company. And uh, I want you to start telling us a little bit about that. Uh, but first, I wanted to introduce you to Josh Miller. He is on the line, and um, of course, Josh is the star of the documentary um, that you know we've been talking about here today. And um, just really wanted to. It, it's a, we're doing the, the part one of Made in America, of course, and uh, Josh is the star of Made in the USA: The Thirty Day Journey. Not sure if you guys have had the opportunity to see it or not, but it's very intriguing, and I uh, just wanted you guys to say hello to one another. Yeah, we heard about this one other time. It was really interesting, so I'm glad to be able to talk to him. But I'll let my wife take over. I'm the shy one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice sure. to meet you both. It's definitely nice to meet you both. Yeah. yeah. Jeff well, is good. the inventor, the, the, the uh, guy behind the scenes kind of guy in our company, I guess. Right, right. Let's. Uh, why don't you start telling us a little bit about um, about Cubby Buddies? You, you guys, you invented this really neat American-made product. I guess all of your products are American-made. And um, well, tell us a little bit about exactly, you know, what Cubby Buddies is. Well, our company is uh, 16 Ton Industries, and we make two major lines, and one of them is uh, the Cubby Buddy toolbox system that goes in the side compartment, or what we call in Minnesota, the cubby hole. So hence Cubby Buddy. And it's a modular system, and we have um, 10 different models that you can mix and match to to uh, fit every truck that's in, on the road in America. Wow, that is pretty impressive. Um, how many have you? How many have you sold of those? Is that a, is a big selling thing? Are you? Is the product? You know, is the company growing? Can you keep up with the demand? Well, yes, we can, as long as we're home enough. Um, because being <laughs> full time on the road, it's we've got to have people that can ship for us. But we um, we plan ahead. So in between trucking, we're out in the shop uh, assembling them all. So. Um, they're all manufactured 27 miles from our home, and actually painted then at the place that we haul out of out of the time all the time. So um, when we're there to pick up a load to head across the country, we'll just pick up a pallet to bring home, and then uh, start working on them some more. So that's really amazing. I know you're um, kind of gearing up for the mat for mats. Oh yeah, kind of excited about mats. We um, we started the company. We, we launched it in November of 2010, and um, it's it's been an uphill struggle, you know, and with any new product, you have to get your name out there, and you have to, so the first year I think I did, while he was trucking, I think I did like 22 trade shows and appearances across the country just to get people introduced to the product, and then slowly every year we keep dwindling down just because of cost and all of right. that. But Matt's is the big one, so we've got to, we're excited about it. Yeah, I bet. I mean, you know, being being truckers and, you know, making American-made products, I mean, that's a huge impact. Um, Josh, what do you think about this, um, you know, their endeavor and what they have to uh, do? Hey, any 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 entrepreneurial spirit out there, I definitely, you know, promote. And I, you know, like I said, I tip my hat 
I was looking at your uh, website, uh, doing a little bit of research. I was going to ask you, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what what inspired you to make this American Made? Because that's that's a question I always ask people. Because uh, as we were talking in the previous segment, it's it's so easy just to say I'm going to make everything in China and in places like that. What what was your inspiration uh, to keep this in America? Well, number well, one, I- being truck drivers number one being truck drivers that's what we want to haul across the country it's something made here you know mm-hmm. but uh, go well, ahead jeff well i wanted to break in too that we we were just looking for when we started we're not looking to get rich i i our goal was my wife and i just to have 100 percent customer satisfaction and mm-hmm. so far I think we have it, unless, you know, every once in a while there's a guy out there that gets mad and never calls the company and just complains about it. But as far as we know, we've, I think, I don't know, there's four or 5,000 of them out there. And, I mean, everybody, they, when, when we're at Matt's, I mean, 80% of the people that are standing in our booth are old customers. Just, we've become friends with them. They just, they love it, they love the quality, and we just wanted it to be tough, you know. Well, see, that's the thing that I like about it is that, you know, with American-made products, you actually get to see who you're buying from, um, you know, as uh, with you being owners of your company, you can go down to the facility and make adjustments to your product. Like if you wanted to make some type of innovation or addition to your product, you know, you can talk to the people that are manufacturing it. And, you know, going back, uh, Lisa, when I was talking about Connects, uh-huh. Company. He, now, some of their stuff they do have to ship from overseas. But he mm-hmm. said, for example, if they ship from China, it takes six weeks on a boat to, you know, to make, like when they're doing Christmas season, they have to right. order all their stuff in May. So, right. you know, like I said, I, there's a lot of advantages to being American made, and it's not always more expensive, as people say. I just, uh, I've got a lot of opinions on offshoring and None of them are very good, and a lot of those people don't want to hear it. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yep. I, like I said, I, I definitely respect what you do, and I appreciate your support for American Made and, you know, and help helping create American jobs because that's the only thing that's going to save this country are people like you that, you know, desire to keep it here. And, uh, like I said, thank you. Well, and you, you're 100% right. Um, we had problems right at the beginning even on the U.S. side, but we were right. We were right there. We could take care of the problem, and that's when we decided um, to build everyone ourselves. I mean, we get the pieces made, but me and my wife and my son—he's kind of out of it now. But we assemble absolutely every one because I was probably on my fifth or sixth prototype, and we thought if we had it nailed down, so we told this company to make 25 of them, paint them, box them, ship them to us. And we opened them up, and like three out of the 25 worked the way I wanted. So right there, <laughs> if, if that would have been overseas, I mean, it would have taken months. But we went back yep. there and, and made them and told them the problems, and they said every part is going to go to our place. It's going to be assembled by us. So we know if it works or not, you know. So mm-hmm. we can put our name on it, and, you know, I can't imagine how I'd have felt if I'd have shipped out one of those 25 and you couldn't, it didn't work. You know, I would have just, I think I would have just stopped my tracks right there, you know. So, 
it's crazy. Like we said, overseas, that would have taken forever to fix. But we, but yeah, we and, gotta... and per- perception is everything because if you know your initial customers aren't happy, they're not going to tell other people. So your ability to make those changes that quickly is an advantage. And uh, I think a lot of the times people that are offshore their stuff, you know, in their products look at initial cost because it's a natural thing in our country. We're short-sighted and we don't see the long-term benefits of reshoring. And, you know, a lot of the times we get caught up in that initial cost saving, but like in the long run, like you talked about, if you'd have had three out of those 25 or the only ones that worked, you'd have to ship it back to China and make those yep. additions and changes, and you would have, it would have cost you a lot of money. Yeah, and then uh, the yeah. engineering the engineering changes as well overseas. Exactly. You're not right there to tell the engineer, this is how I want it drawn. You know, this mm. is how I want it made. It's, it's more difficult. And in the beginning, when we were looking for parts, um, right away we just said American-made. It has to be. You know, that's just what we did. And it was... It, I don't know where the original things come from, you know, the, pro- the the pieces to make these products, but I know that we're buying everything in the United States. And okay. I know that in the beginning we had a real issue with trying to find the drawer slides. That's the, the moving component. That was the most important. And when they, we had some shipped to us, all of them were made in China, and all of them came back. We had samples sent to us, and then later the same samples, but they were different than the original. And then we <laughs> talked to other people who have have ordered these same drawer slides, and for no reason whatsoever, China will ship them to them, the same company, but they've changed the, the design of them by one millimeter, and now they don't fit for what they were using. Yeah, wow. it's, it's wild. Yeah, it's wild what goes on over there. And, and then the, thing, the other thing that irritates me, too, is when when uh, comp- American companies ship their products to be made there, and then they get their intellectual property stolen, and then they want the, you know, they want people, they want America to protect their intellectual property. I'm like, well, you should have thought of that about that before you sent stuff over there. So right. you know, I've got a lot. Of, I, you know, I'm, I'm not anti. That's the thing is, like, I, I do support the global economy, and I'm not an extremist in the extent that, you know, if. If you have some things you really need and it's not from America, you know, not made in America, it's it's okay. It's you know, it's a lot like a diet. Don't let a couple, you know, things, you know, go outside of your diet, ruin your entire diet. So Correct. that's the one thing. I don't want people to feel pressure in what I'm doing. I want them to feel empowerment that they have control over their future. That's my goal. I don't want to make people feel bad because they make they buy something made in China. I want them to feel empowered to buy American made. That's the better right. way to do it. So definitely. I agree with you. And another issue about small companies like ours starting up, you don't get to buy an a feasible uh, a, fe- a reasonable amount of money to buy small amounts of stuff. You have to bring a whole container over here. And that mm-hmm. Where you, you don't have the funds as a startup company to buy a whole container of, say, the stickers that we put on, you know, or something like that. It's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it has well, to be made. That's that's another issue outside of made in America. I think, I think it's crazy how you know I I can't even I I bank with several different banks. I can't go into J P Morgan Chase and get a loan 
to start a business. You know, I got to have money to be able to get a loan. I think I think a lot of the ways that that industry needs to change a little bit too, and and they need to uh, you know these banks need to go back to the days where they give uh, entrepreneurs a chance to uh, you know to go after their dream because a lot of the times yeah oh yeah a lot of the times it's you know these banks do not give you that chance I mean you it's like you you have to have money to be able to get that extended line of credit already. People just don't take right. chances on you, and that that frustrates me too. So, it's like you said, yeah, that's and, a whole other issue. Yeah, and that could be about building the relationship as well. I mean, we got to start up because we have a great rela- relationship with a banker for many years before that. You know, mm-hmm. proving ourselves in the trucking industry and saying here's these loans for a brand-new truck, and we need this trailer, and, you know, and whatever, and, you know, we proved ourselves. So So are you, um, are you an independent owner? Are you folks independent owners? He leads to a real small company. He has uh, 28 trucks of his own, and then there's 10 owner-operators leased to him. So we can't, he, he's small enough where he has freight, but he's, he lets us kind of do our own thing, so we can find our own freight, haul his freight, okay, whatever so, we want to do. So yeah, you're managing then, that that side of it. Yeah, too. You're, you're managing that, and yep. yeah, so you're you're pretty much a you know business owner on on that end too, because you're having to deal with all of that. That's um that's a huge yep. you know part. That's why you can be successful in other areas too. <laughs> that's well, how it all I, I'd like to get back to about the overseas product. I mean, it was very very tempting to get them manufactured over there because I had a I had a um, vision in my mind of this product and what I wanted to sell it for. And I'm kind of stuck in the 70s. You know, I thought I'd be able to build this thing, sell it for around 100 bucks, under 100 bucks, and still make some money. But when we were first getting them first prototypes made, I made my first ones myself, cut them out with a skill saw, welded them together because I didn't have vendors or none of that equipment. But then when I got some of the first ones made, it was costing 40 bucks to paint them inside and out, all the drawers, all the toolboxes and all that. So I was just about wow. laid out. And that's why, you know, it was so tempting to start researching, getting them made overseas. But then we learned more. Um, like the first toolboxes, like I said, were painted, powder-coated inside and out, and it cost 40 bucks just to paint one. Well, mm-hmm. then we we learned about a material called galvanil, which is kind of like galvanized but it's thinner has a thinner mm-hmm. coating but still rust proofs it so it doesn't we don't have to paint the inside of the toolbox or the inside of the outside of the drawers we line the drawers with foam so your tools don't rattle around but they still they're rust proof so just the outside is uh, powder coated and then the front of the drawer is stainless steel so it looks good and it'll always be rust proof so we just learned a few things to save money over here and like I said, like Debbie said, if we were bigger, we could probably order thousands more at a time and get them cheaper, which we'd love to do, but we're just not big enough to do it. So we're just plugging along as we can, trying to make the best product at the lowest price, you know. So that's what well, we're as doing. You start off, yeah, as you start off, you gotta you got to have a little bit higher prices and a, and a higher profit margin. But, you know, like as business picks up, that's the whole idea the whole thing too i try to tell people about made in america it's a business side of things too because the more that the consumer demands the more you produce the more and as you produce more you can get a reduced price 
as you produce these things and on a mass scale. So right. the more you know, the more that you start producing, you can kind of you can either decide to cut back your cost and lower your margin a little bit since you're producing more, and it allows right. you to cr- create a more affordable price. I mean, there's a lot of strategy into Made in America too, that uh, that I think as uh, as labor costs rise around the world, and uh, I think that it'll have a positive <laughs> in- impact on American manufacturing because energy prices are down as well so that's kind yep. of helping helping us as well so I, right. I have a positive outlook for for american manufacturing i just think that we're not helping ourselves in washington and uh you know helping those that want to make things here we're actually you know um, incentivizing people to offshore and i just think that that's a dead wrong policy and it's just going to, it's going to lead to economic disaster for us and especially yes. the middle class working man, you know, right. it's, it's, it's tough. And, and the entrepreneur, it's a domino effect. I use that term and, a lot, but that's the way it works. And a lot of this stuff is yep. a domino effect. So. And what you say is absolutely true. And we got a story to prove it. One of our first dealers, Brian at four States trucks from the Chrome shop mafia, he met my wife at a truck show, and he goes out looking for products like this, and he just absolutely loved it. And he knew he wasn't going to make the money that he'd usually make on a product, but he wanted to go with it because it was American-made, it was tough, it was built to last. And Debbie could tell you more about that, about the meeting with him and how he is. He, he, it wasn't about the money. It was about a small company that he loved and he wanted to promote. And I don't know. I think Debbie can add something to that, though, but it kind of proves your theory. Yeah, he came up, it was a smaller truck show, and he came up because someone else told him, you have to go and see this. And he's kind of a quiet guy, but basically he was adamant, I need this in our store. And it's the biggest reason is because the banner that's up there that we have at every show, and it says, one American-made product, I mean, it says, making trucking easier one American-made product at a time. And he said, that caught my eye and how well-built it is. He said, and you can go get that red toolbox, no names mentioned, but you can go get that red toolbox and put it in your truck, but you're always going to have hassles with it, and it's always going to have, it's only, it might cost you $40 instead of the 200 for our toolbox, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to replace that every three years. Yours, I'll never, ever, ever have to replace it. Yep, that's that's exactly right, and that's the biggest thing that we forget. When you buy things that last, you don't have to continue to buy the stuff over and over again. So I, I, it's going to take a while to uh, – uh, who knows when it's going to happen. But to be able to change the mentality of the American consumer, uh, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's – a, I mean, this, I've been doing this for three years promoting my film. You know, and I'm I'm I had a, I landed a distribution deal. We're on iTunes. I've been on cable networks. You know, and I'm I'm still trying to make you know to where I feel comfortable and 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 try to reinvest in a new project. And it's like I said, three years of this. It's really hard to grab people's attention. It's yep. uh, it's something that they like. It's something that you want to talk about. But when it comes, it's I, I tell people it's a lot like a diet. You know, it's good for you, but it's really hard to stick to. Because you know you 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 always want that that sweet, 
and uh, if you once you get it, you you go off your diet and then you forget about it. And I just <laughs> we just got to get America back on its diet of American-made products and valuing the manufacturing process and understanding that it helps our economy uh, a great deal. And it even, yeah, and it helps the service sector industry. It helps the trucking industry. When you got the manufacturing industry doing well, service sector jobs are are popping up. People are ordering things. Trucks are moving, you know, construction's booming. (laughs) You know, these trucks, it's, it's, once again, the la- I'll say it one more time, the domino effect. Definitely. <laughs> well, the logistics yeah. involved in, you know, being American-made, the, the, you know, having American-made products, you you give jobs the impact on the economy. You know, you're giving jobs to the folks that are making the integral parts of the Cubby Buddy. Say somebody's, you know, um, like the, the pull parts that you were saying, somebody has to make those. So you're making those jobs, and it is a domino effect. So you start, you know, you if you have, you know, 10 companies that start up, well, from those 10 companies, 10 more companies start up because in the trucking industry, you know, the impact on um, American-made products for the trucking industry, who, you know, who we're here really talking about, that's, that's what makes it so important. You know, that's why, right. you know, for our American folks, you know, for our citizens to have jobs, to continue forward, and for our economy to grow, um, that's why I'm so proud of all the, you know, the different, you know, folks that have been calling in, and um, you know, all the companies that I've talked to, just trying to get this uh, program together. And we're going to do, you know, obviously it's a four-part series, so we're going to have more companies on. But the stories behind everyone, and that, that's another big thing. It's it's not like you folks have a story. The reason why you started it. I mean, 23 years in the making. Um, you know, why don't you yeah. tell us just a little bit about that, real quick? Well, <laughs> that's a long story. I'm I'm oh. <laughs> the type of guy that thinks of all kinds of products and never did nothing with it. And three years later, after I thought of it, I'd see it on the store shelf. So <laughs> this one started in, I believe, 1984. I knew I wanted this product, but just never did nothing with it. Well, and I I'm not good with years, but my best friend since fourth grade was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease, and he was going to help me with this way back, but we put it off and put it off and put it off. So he brought it up, and I I just went crazy with it, started building prototypes. I had it in my mind that I'd build this thing. I I built a bunch of them, gave them to friends, and they put them in their trucks and just loved the idea. And I thought, you know, six months later, I'd have them on store shelves and be able to take care of all the financial needs of my buddy and until the day he died from that Lou Gehrig's disease. So we just went crazy with it, and that's that's finally what pushed me off the fence to get rolling, to think I was going to take care of my buddy. But by the, the year he died, it's not funny, but by the time he died, I was $180,000 in debt. So I, I still took care of him as much as I could, and I wish he was still here. I could take care of him more. Uh, our product is we're just getting in the black now you know and uh, I I would it's tough sometimes but when you go to truck shows like that and you hear all the guys coming up and telling you how much they love it and all the people I've met in the industry now instead of just truck drivers but manufacturers and other truck drivers that have done kind of the same thing started out and I mean it's 
it's it's been an experience that I wouldn't sell for a million bucks. You know, I, I would do it all again, even though it's been such a struggle. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, that's the whole. That's the importance of you know uh, being an entrepreneur and being American-made, and you, you have to go the extra mile. And uh, you know, I want to tell you that we certainly appreciate everything that you're doing, not only for um, you know you being truckers, also just the uh, you know the stance of, of being American-made. And um, what, we have run out of time. We actually uh, went over a little bit, so I am going to have <laughs> to um, get kind of kind of. You know, call them into this, but um, you know, if there's anything else that you, uh, Debbie and Jeff, want to um, tell our listeners, why don't you go ahead and do that? Maybe give them a, a website or uh, you know, maybe your Twitter feed, your link. Yeah, sure. I yeah. can tell you that we have uh, uh, the website is you can there either way. It's the easiest one is cubbybuddy.com or sixteen the digits one six tonindustry.com. And gotcha. um, yeah, and you can order by phone or order online. And if you want to call us at three two zero three five two six eight two zero, we'll get your order shipped out. We usually do shipping um, within one or two days. And um, the Twitter account is hash. Oh boy, Cubby <laughs> under, <laughs> underscore Buddy, and That's it. you can find us on Facebook at Cubby Buddy Toolbox. Yeah, I found the, I think the Cubby it. underscore Buddy. <laughs> I've been doing that quite a bit the last couple of days. Yeah, so. <laughs> thank you I for confirming that. that. <laughs> and and I do have to say with Jeff's story there quickly just to say that. Um, we have inspired two, or he he has inspired two other truck drivers. Last year we had one of them at Matt looking at um, something he made and um, put it out there as a prototype to see how well it would go. And this year at Matt's again, we're going to have somebody else with a, a flatbed invention. That's all I'll say about that, so we can debut that. But oh, we great. also have, uh, Jeff has <clears> also <throat> invented in our line um, um, logistics bar holders. They're called raising the bar for logistics trailers to hold the load bars up against the side of the wall when you're not using them. Great. Well, look forward to hearing more about that. Definitely, uh, like I, th- I think I told you on the phone, we're interested in, we'll try to get you maybe back on the phone on the uh, on the show for uh, for Matt's, our Matt show, okay? That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, thank we'll you. Do that. Well, listen, um, just want to say thank you very much for uh, Jeff and Debbie Zare for coming on the show. Um Making trucking easier, one American-made product at a time. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on the show. You have a good night. Yeah, if you right. give your guest our phone number, I'd love to talk to him again off the air too, sometime. Oh, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. I'll, I'll, yeah. I can hook you up. <laughs> all right. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we that'll can definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll give you all the emails, and you know if that's okay with Josh. And uh, he's a he's a brand new daddy, so he's. he's He's busy on all ends there, right, Josh? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Contact well, me Well, thank you for what time. you're doing, too, Josh. Thank you very much. You're welcome, and thank you. All right. Well, bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you. Um, and we're going to have to say goodnight to Josh Miller also. Uh, we're we're going to cut a little bit short. We're going to have our next, our other guest, uh, um, John Henry's from Diesel Boost Plus will probably come on our next installment of the show. He's agreed to do that through our Twitter here that we've just talked to him. 
So um, we're going to move on to our musical guest. Josh, if you want to stay on the line, you're welcome to. But I uh, just want to take a minute out here to introduce our new, our next guest, who is our musical guest, Jason McCoy of the band Road Hammers. And Jason, we're going to bring him right on after a commercial break. We'll be right back. Tonight's show is brought to you by Fusion Health, Healthy Sleep, Healthy Future, Fast Cargo, Driving Great Carriers, and Rudolph Foods. Nobody makes better tasting pork rinds. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to The Extreme Truckers Show. When trucking companies are recruiting, where do they go? To the Extreme Trucker Show, where our recruiting specialists give you the edge for all the best employment opportunities. Tonight's featured carrier is Averitt Express. Are you just starting your truck driving career or looking to take it to the next level? Then join the team of Averitt Express Drivers, where more than 800-plus associates have called home for more than 20 years. Call 888-967-5487 or visit AverittCareers.com. CDLA holders needing training. Apply online to AverittCareers.com. And remember to tell them you heard it live on the Extreme Trucker Show. Okay, we are back, and we are joined with Jason McCoy. Hey, Jason, how are you? Lisa, how are you? Good, I'm good. Great. I'm so glad. We, oh, good. I'm so glad we got you on the on the show. I know we've had a couple of <laughs> mishaps. Oh, a little back and forth. I think <laughs> I was sick one week, and then y'all had some uh, had uh, got oh. a little sick one week. So everybody's healthy now. Heavy. We're yeah, we're yeah. Uh, we're still running it running through the through the the, the studio here. I'm still coming, you know, trying to not cough on the microphone. <laughs> not, not good for people who talk for a living, right? You want to, no, you want to be no, able to talk. No. I want to be able to sing, but we're all good now, and, and everybody's healthy. And, and uh, sure appreciate you having us on the show. Hey, no problem. Listen, I want to um, introduce you. We've got Josh Miller. We're doing actually a, a Made in America episode, of one part one of a series of four that we're doing. And Josh Miller has made a documentary that um, – you know, it's it's very interesting. It's all about traveling across the United States trying to just buy American-made products. So it's something that you might you might if you get a chance check it out. It's called um, Made in I'm sorry, Made in the USA: The 30-Day Journey. Well, so I got to tell you, absolutely. And Josh, you're there. Yes, sir. I'm here. Pleasure, pleasure <laughs> to meet you. I got to say that we are from Canada, and uh, pardon me, I just kind of talk a lot. Uh, we, we are from Canada, and we, um, we've we been living in Nashville for the better part of our musical careers over the last 15, 20 years. And uh, we certainly do call America uh, our home, but uh, very proud of, of the, the patriotic nature you guys all have down here of of, uh, of your country. We just think it's great. We know we're, oh. we're uh, implants here from Canada. We're very proud of our country as well. But, but uh, I love the American-made um, uh, mantra, and I think it's just fantastic. The country music was born here. We're glad to be part of it, but uh, we just think it's uh, one of the best nations in the world. So we're, we thank you for accepting the Road Hammers. Hey, thank you oh, thank so you. much, really. <laughs> that was really sweet. I'm going to go ahead and um, 
we're going to go ahead and listen to one of your songs before we get started with your interview. Um, this is an original. It's called Mud. So sit back and enjoy. <laughs> Turn it up. <laughs> i got to find it here first. <laughs> now we, there we go. We sing songs about trucking and all things we Rocking here. <laughs> oh, man, that's fun to hear. Thank you. Oh, it's an awesome song. That's a lot of fun. We played it a couple of times today. You know, just listening to it, and uh, and uh, everybody likes the video too. That well, the next, the other song that you did that we'll be playing in a minute. But um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, about the band? Well, I uh, I had a very successful solo, solo career in Canada, just as Jason McCoy, and and um, and always wanted to put together a band that kind of sang trucking tunes because I grew up with 
some of my favorite records growing up was uh, were Diesel Smoke, Dangerous Curves, you know, greatest hits, guys. <laughs> um, just guys like Adele Reeve. And so I wanted to sing all these songs that I really enjoyed. I had a lot of truckers in my family as well, and so grew up around uh-huh. the trucking industry. Great. And uh, the other fellows in the band, the same kind of thing. Clay's folks own a trucking company, and Chris, uh, our bass player, same kind of thing. So so we came by this fairly honestly. We put the, the, the band together in 2006, and we became the number one selling band in Canada. We've had... We've sold more records in Canada than any other country band, and it just it just blew our mind that people were so into this. Um, band came down to Nashville. <laughs> we had a little bit of a record deal down here, and then it kind of fell apart. But but we we've, we've regrouped and we're back at it. And like the album Wheels says, we sing all things about trucking, but we sing all things wheels. And uh, and mudding, you know, is, is one thing we kind of all like to do on the weekends. So we wanted to write the theme song for that, you know. And uh, it was fun. We got to we got to get out, get a little muddy. It's all good, clean fun. But got to have our kids in the video and all that. So we sure appreciate you playing it. Oh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, you can't. It's kind. Of, it's very catchy. You know, in the very good mud. <laughs> I mean, mud. It says it all, doesn't well, it? You got to remember that when you say that word backwards, it kind of reflects the IQ of our band. But uh, oh. I got to say, it's fun to sing anyway. We're done. <laughs> That's so funny. That's really cute. All good. Well, yeah, all good. Well, where are the other band members? Where, who, who's in your band? Well, there's Chris Byrne, who uh, is. Uh, we just did some recording day with Chris and I. Uh, we're in Nashville here, uh, but he lives. I'm in Nashville, but he lives in uh, uh, Calgary, Alberta. And Clayton, he lives in uh, Edmonton, Alberta. So uh, they're oh, in the okay. Texas of the. Yep, they're in the Texas of the North. And um, but uh, we've we've all lived down here at certain times in Nashville and. I just couldn't leave. I just love it so much. Oh yeah, it is. The Nashville is a nice place. We uh, we like to call it home too. So, um, it's <laughs> I'll tell you, it's cold up in Alberta. <laughs> you know what? It is. Uh, it's it very cold, but it is. I'm from Ontario. I have a farm up there. My my wife is actually uh, um, in the in Canada right now, and uh, some friends needed some hay bales moved today. So. She's a true uh, uh, farm gal. She was out there today starting the old tractor and, and getting it going in the cold. But uh, we're all road hammers at heart. We just we just love all things of wheels and we're all kind of gearheads. So, um, but we we feel that as musicians, you know, we kind of share the life of a trucker. We're out on the road and at mm-hmm. the same kind of hours all through the night. And and uh, we know better than anybody that you know if you owned and a truck brought it. And uh, we understand the struggles of you know, fuel prices and, uh, you know, dealing with the DOT and all these kind of things. So, you know, it's not an easy way to make a living, but it is a, it, it's in our blood and, uh, it's what we love to do. So we see our brothers and sisters on the highway and we just, we just want to be their soundtrack. Oh, it, it sure is. It's, it's a great soundtrack for truckers because, uh, they totally understand that, you know, you have a good understanding of what they're doing and that, and that's true. And I appreciate you saying that, that, uh, if you have it in your home, you know, you have a trucker, if you, something's made, truckers are going to bring it to you. You know, they're the ones that are filling yeah. all those shelves. So, all right, and, and Josh, yeah. you still there? <laughs> yes, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Well, we're we're not made in America, my friend, but we're we're growing up in America, so I hope that kind of counts. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I think I'll let that slide. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Hey. Um, well, let me. Th- we're going to go ahead and uh, get to the next song. It's called. Well, first of all, w- tell me about the album. Well, the album, uh, the first album, 
uh, was just called The Road Hammers. This album here is called Wheels, and this is kind of our reunion album, if you will. Uh, got lots of, we love doing covers. We love doing what we call hammerizing old <laughs> tunes. We took Girl on the Billboard by Del Reeves and redid it, Eastbound and Down, those kind of things, but we mainly write original material. Uh, which which song do you have queued up next? Uh, Hillbilly Highway. Okay, well, this this is one we pulled out and we dusted off and we, we hammerized it. And um, it's a Steve Earle song that we just, we'd always sang live and we just love it. Uh, but we kind of did it our own way and we invited a good friend of ours, Colt Ford, uh, onto the track. So he does right. a little kind of a country thing, country rap thing on there. And um, we've done lots of shows with Colt over the years and we share the same kind of audience. So uh, it was a big treat for us to have him on the record. And now it's getting played uh, in the U.S. here and we're uh, we're very proud of this song. Okay, well, let's listen to it. Here's Hillbilly Highway.
All right. That's another good one. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Right on. I got to tell you, if, uh, if you bought it, you know, a truck brought it, and if uh, if you heard it, a radio station played it, so we sure appreciate that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, listen, um, got one, just one more question for you, and I uh, want to talk just a little bit about the um, – the giveaway, the, the Triumph Thunderbird Bikes giveaway. What, what's that all about? Yeah, uh, well, we uh, got a good friend in uh, in Triumph uh, Motorcycles, and they've they've uh, worked with us on several different things over the years. And um, you know, we sing about wheels, so you know, bikes have wheels, and we're kind of mm-hmm. bikers as well. And um, we decided that we'd feature a, a Triumph uh, Fire uh, Thunderbird, sorry, in a um, in the video of Hillbilly Highway. So mm-hmm. you can see that on YouTube now. If you put the road hammers, Hillbilly Highway, uh, you can see the bike that you actually win. And all you have to do is uh, go to Twitter and uh, just, uh, I think it's just, you'll see it on our on our Twitter feed. If you don't go to theroadhammers.com, and um, it's uh, it's called the Win Wheels Campaign. So you just have to tweet that out, and you'll be entered into the contest to, uh, to win the wheels. We're just giving away a, a bike full on, straight up. You don't have to do nothing. Great. There you go. I think you just, I am. You've got a promise to be a Hammer fan. That's it. That's all. And a Triumph fan. <laughs> I, I think I, I may have accidentally entered into that. <laughs> I well, might win that bike. You, know, you need some wheels, and then you need to cruise around with the Hammers. That's right. Yeah, I'll come. I'll, I'll quit this job and go work with you folks. <laughs> throw, throw away this uh, idea of having a career and just waste your life with the Hammers. It'll be fun. We won't make any money, but we'll have a good time. It's called a, a groupie, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's you know what? I think we're just uh, groupies for country fans, is what we are. We just go out and <laughs> and uh, that kind of feeds our passion. But you know, we've toured everywhere from. Uh, well, we've toured a lot in in the U.S. Here, we've got a lot of great fans here. Uh, we played at the uh, Louisville Trucking Show. We played at the uh, okay. Great American Trucking Show in Texas. Um, that was a few years back, but we're looking to get back there and. Um, We've uh, worked with different trucking companies over the years, some of their, you know, private parties and stuff. Nice, but, uh, yeah. Really, really looking to get back and, and uh, you know, visiting all our friends down here in America. So they can watch for something coming uh, later this year into the fall uh, for an American release. So it's going to be a big year for the Road Hammers. Oh, congratulations on all your success. It's a, it's a couple of great songs, lots of fun. Um, you know, it's, it's a good time, good, good music, have a good time with it, and that's what that's what counts. And um, obviously, you appreciate the truckers, and that's what matters to us. We're we're all about the truckers on the show, and um, want to thank you very much for all that. But um, well, thank you. We uh, we just always want to be the voice of the trucker, and um, I know that you know from the truckers and all the guys and girls out there on tour as well, musicians uh, having a friendly voice on the airwaves is uh, it's it's really second to none. I mean, when you're out there at three, four in the morning. It's it's a totally different world. There's very few select people who uh, who understand and and really live that life. Mm-hmm. That's that's the truth, man. That that is the truth. Our last guests they uh, they um, are not only truckers but they're also inventors of uh, American-made products, Cubby Buddy. So you know they're they're trucking and they're living that life. And then you know when they are at home, they're building these um, toolboxes. They're called Cubby Buddy. So you know. Yeah. That's the ingenuity, you know. That that's the uh, the ingenuity that we talk about when when we talk about American made, and uh, of course we include Canada in there too. So that's okay. <laughs> we <laughs> no, love our yeah, Canadians. No, we, uh, 
Well, you know what? We uh we're very proud just to be North Americans, but um you know, we've we've been very uh very fortunate to have a great fan base down here in America. So Roadhammers are born in Canada and uh fixing to be made in uh in America here. So and heck, we're right. we're truck drivers as well. So the Cubby Buddy is a is a good product for us as well. And tool oh, dogs, yeah. well, you don't you don't want me messing with tools because I just break things. But <laughs> but uh, we've got some handy guys in the band. <laughs> well, listen, we're we're running out of time. Just wanted to uh, wanted to see if you wanted to shout out to anybody or give any um, last information or tips or uh, websites to our listeners. Well, first of all, uh, head on over to roadhammers.com, and if you dig our music, make sure you uh, pick up a CD or, or whichever you'd like at iTunes. We'd sure appreciate it. But uh, whether you do or not, just we just appreciate you giving the hammers a few minutes of your time. And um, Cubby Buddies, we got to put a link of, of you folks on our website because um, we truly believe in American-made products and North American-made products. And uh, I just want to thank you at, at the radio show for, you know, extreme truckers i mean every day is kind of extreme so uh keep it safe keep rubber side down and keep the hammers cranked up all right all right well listen thank you so much jason um for coming on the show we've been talking to jason mccoy our musical guest and just want to say thank you very much and uh you know we'll we'll look forward to having you back on how's that lisa you're very kind and, and we'd love to do that we got some we got a new cmt uh uh series coming up that we'd like to talk about so Maybe we'll tell all the truckers about that and some trucker music coming to the screen. Oh, that would be awesome. Great. We, we'd love to have uh, folks back on, you know, start, you know, get a good relationship going, and we have people on all the time. So um love oh, to fantastic. hear from you again. Yeah, just good keep, a, well, you know, keep you, in Lisa. touch with Twitter. You bet. We'll, we'll keep you all informed, and uh, we hope you win the wheels with Triumph. <laughs> I'm going to try. I might <laughs> get my husband to do it, too. <laughs> You sound too nice and too intelligent to be following a country band around, but we'd be very, very uh, appreciative if you would. <laughs> well, thank you for that, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> All right. I might retire. You, well, listen, you have a good well, night. We all have a good night. All right. Thank you. Keep the hammer cranked up. All right. You too. Bye. I want to thank all my guests tonight, Josh Miller. For, I especially want to thank him for his efforts on uh, – bringing the awareness of the American-made movement to uh, to everyone. Uh, we want to thank the inventors of Cubby, Buddy, Debbie, and Jeff Zayer. Um, of course, John Henry was not on this evening, but we will have him on our next uh, part two of our Made in America series, and he's with Diesel Boost Plus. And, of course, our musical guest, Jason McCoy, with the band Roadhammers. Thank you all for participating on our Made in America four-part series on the Extreme Trucker Show. It was a pleasure being here tonight. Be happy, stay safe, and whatever you do, keep on listening to the Extreme Trucker Show. Good night. The Extreme Trucker Show is a production of Indie Star Media and Entertainment. Executive producer Lisa Horn, marketing Stephen Mackey, production coordinator Jillian Redmond. You've been listening to the Extreme Trucker Show, broadcasting live every Thursday night at 1030 Eastern from the Northington Energy Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Until next week, keep your eyes on the road and your hands upon the wheel. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.